Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to your PowerCat podcast, the questions edition that happens midweek every week at GoPowerCat.com. I am Tim Fitzgerald. Riley Gates to my right, Zach Carlson to my left. Riley Gates is not signing autographs because I ask. If you're not familiar with uh, what happened last night, a, a basketball game took place. And oh yeah, there was a brawl at the end, if you want to call it that. It got a little bit out of hand. We will touch on that in depth throughout this first half of the PowerCat podcast. But Riley Gates was uh, honored for the first time with a floor seat, media seat, at Allen Fieldhouse. In the past few years, we've been up in the rafters, and this time he was on the baseline adjacent to the Kansas State bench, right where the brawl happened. And he shot a little video, whipped out the old iPhone, thought I was going to say something else. Whipped out the old <laughs> iPhone and shot some video that went a little bit viral. As we tape here today, his Twitter video has been viewed six million times. Yes, I'm not exaggerating. Six million times. 6.2 to be exact. Oh, it's up to 0.2 in the short time that uh, we've been preparing for this podcast. You can see that video at GoPowerCat's YouTube account. Uh, Head on over to YouTube slash GoPowerCat.com. No, excuse me. Just GoPowerCat, and uh, there you'll find it. I got carried away at the dot com. You were excited there. I say it all. I say it so many times. Riley has his hood up because he thinks he's so cool. I'm just tired. So the hood Chilly. with the hood up makes you makes it cozier. Okay, hood up. We got the lights down a little bit here in the studio. No promises about staying awake. But we're we're well lit by your fame. Yeah. You know what else is well lit are my mentions right now. My yeah. God, man. Yeah. It, 16,000 likes. No, sorry. That's the Sports Center tweet. 25,000 likes, 7,000 retweets. I like Riley Gates. He is single, ready to mingle. And as I mentioned on Twitter, and I think it was just kind of glossed over, ladies, he would be a great Instagram boyfriend. He would shoot all those wonderful videos. I did you. get like 15 new Instagram followers last night. Nice. <laughs> did you post it to Instagram? Yeah, well, I put late. Like, I got tagged in like Sports Center, Bleacher Report on Instagram too. So people were following me off of that. Oh, lucky that you have your handle on both. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't work for me. We're Come sponsored on. by The Fridge Wholesale Liquor. If you're in Manhattan, make sure you stop by The Fridge. It is an amazing, wonderful liquor store. If you drink and you're in Manhattan, that's where you need to stop. 
They've got everything. They even have Bang. They now have Bang, which, which I makes I would not suggest good. it, man. I, I've done that before. Bang it's and alcohol, Bang and vodka, and yeah, it was a quick night. I mean, it was a long night, but in my head, it was a quick night. Oh, so you went to uh, Blackout City? <laughs> Felt like the night was like yeah. fifteen seconds. Yeah. Got to be careful with mixing your caffeine and your alcohol. Believe me, I've tested that theory. This segment sponsored by Tanner's. They get their alcohol from the fridge. So why don't you head on down to Tanner's to watch your favorite game or your favorite brawl. Whatever pops up on the TV, Tanner's has it. K-State KU on pay-per-view. <laughs> K-State KU on pay-per-view. Is it correct that the game here in Manhattan is on Fake Patty's Day? No, they changed it. Because it's the game's so early, so Fake Patty's Day is after spring break this year, which oh, defeats the purpose. Oh, that's right. Of the so holiday. it would have been if they hadn't changed Fake Correct. Patty's Day. They didn't want to do it in February if they would have followed the traditional Fake Patty's Day week before spring break. It would yes. be on the KU game, hmm. but it is not. So they just refuse to have it on. I mean, it's not Real really Patty's Fake Patty's Day. Then it's just a big drinking day. And that's what Aggieville is all about. This is the Questions Podcast. You ask the questions at Wabash Station, our VIP message board, and we answer. And let's quit messing around. You want to know about the brawl in Allen Fieldhouse. Hold on. What was your name for it? The Fisticuff in the Fieldhouse. Fisticuff in the Fisticuff Fieldhouse. We're trademarking that, by the way. You don't get to use that. Yeah, that's like our, you know, with the big game. It's like Malice in the Palace, but it's mine. I searched Twitter to make sure nobody had tweeted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> did you spell it all right? Did you spell yes. Fisticuff right? Yes, I did. Keep in mind our business intelligence. Riley gave away the video to anyone who wanted it, but we're going to trademark Fisticuff in the Fieldhouse, which will go nowhere. Put it on a t-shirt. Maybe make it green for the real fake Patty's Day for the next game. I like it. You know what I like more? Questions from Wabash Station. From Adam K sixty three, first half is all fight questions. So yeah. should play a bell before each question. No <laughs> sound effect. Ooh, let's get ready to rumble. Well done. Does James Love have a seat on the bench after Tuesday night? <laughs> he had a seat on the bench before Tuesday night. He's done. He's done. He's absolutely done. If he wasn't already done. Do you think K-State, now, as we record this, we don't know what the penalties yeah, are. Yeah, those could come down here before this podcast is up. I don't know. It'll probably be later in the day. They've got so much to sort out, but we don't know. But we assume James Love is going to take a big hit, like it freaking matters. The guy's played, I don't know, pull up his career stats. Can, yeah, let's how, how many can games we, has he Before played? we get into each individual part of this, do we just want to like do a quick walk back through like what we... yeah. That's, let's let's that's do smart. that. That's smart. Just so that way we're all on the same page so of opinions. You're good at uh, quick videos and way, organizational things. By the way, James Love in this season is averaging, has played in one game, has played two minutes. Uh, averages one rebound per game. Uh, his career as a whole, James Love is averaging. And ESPN doesn't tell me that. Never mind. He's never averaged more than .7 points a game. He is on the all-airport team. He's not even. He's a stick. <laughs> he, it, the biggest surprising development out of last night was 
As far as I know, he didn't break anything during that whole melee. I know. He fell down. He was swinging. He wasn't really punching. He was kind of flailing with his arms and shoving. And he ended up on his ass because a KU staff member did a flying yeah. takedown and kind of clipped him and knocked him backwards. And he got apparently stomped on. Okay. Oh, let's go back to the so, very start. Silvio has the ball across half court. He's dribbling out. Dejuan steals it. We're all on the same page. Blocked by DeSouza. Well, let's back up. Bad idea. Bad idea by Dejuan. Just let the game run out and get the hell out of there. That's not playing to the final whistle. But it is a basketball play. It It's looked down upon. It's not proper basketball etiquette to do that. But it is a basketball play. So then he gets his you-know-what stuffed, which is which also, we all could have seen coming from a mile away. Which is also a basketball play, and I went back and looked, and it was clean. Yeah. Oh, he he just great got his you-know-what thrown out. Then Silvio D'Souza steps over the top of Dejuan Gordon. This happened right in front of me. That's when I knew something was going down. And it wasn't like he just kind of ended up there and looked down at him. He went out of his way to almost straddle him and look down at him. And that's when it all broke loose. That was the ignition right there. Then Antonio Gordon, well, you see David Sloan charge from like half court. He's on the court, though. But yeah, he's playing. I can't see what David Sloan does because I haven't seen a camera angle that shows him through the finish. It, it, it appears to me that he's at the front of the surge, but the surge of people hits him and he kind of gets propelled forward. I don't. I think he made contact with Silvio De Sosa, but I don't think it was intentional. I think he yeah. kind of tripped over Dejuan, and as best I can tell, hopefully they have other angles. Hopefully, there's more video from ESPN that didn't air that's helping them sort this out. But he did make contact with De Sosa, um, and then Antonio Gordon comes out of nowhere and off the bench, and really started the first physical contact. Dejuan Gordon, or uh, Antonio Gordon, f- very loosely started this. Okay, he shoved him. He shoved him violently and, and and shoved him off his feet. Yes, and that's when all hell broke loose. So let's be clear: K State's not free at fault here. Antonio Gordon was the first one to actually make intentional physical contact in this, and then DeSouza responds with fists and took a shot at David Sloan. We can't tell if contact was made, but there were closed fist punches being thrown at that point, and then it went to hell. He takes a shot at David Sloan, who thankfully I think was too short and too far away. Sounds like a dig at David Sloan, but he was too short to get hit. James Love then comes out of nowhere. I still am amazed that he found his way to the front of this thing. Look, Jordan Henriquez... One of the assistant coaches for Kansas State, a, I don't know what his Graduate name. assistant. Had him blocked out. It's the first time in my life I've seen James Love worked around a block. <laughs> <laughs> he got around J.O., a seven-footer, and got to the front. If that was a rebound, he would have dunked it. I've never seen him inspired like that. And he got to the front of the pack. And... At first, I thought he was throwing punches, but I went back and looked. He really wasn't throwing punches. I don't know what in God's name he was doing. I think we're going to differ on opinion here. I think he throws a punch. I think he gets here. He either realizes that I can't do this, 
or he's the worst puncher in the world because his fist drops. He has a closed fist. And he's going like this. The thumbnail of the video clearly shows James Lovell. And it looks like he's about to take on the entire KU basketball team. He, I mean, he's got, he cocked his fist back and he came forward with it. And then it just drops. So I don't know if he, you know, I hope he said, oh, shoot, I can't do this. Drop. But he attempted to punch. I See, I didn't see him really swing at anyone in particular. I'll, it was I'll almost slow. like Silvio in the chair. I'll slow scrub my video for you okay. later. And, and, and But he, all the still photos, and then he's just kind of groping and shoving and open hands, and it was very James Lovish. Coach goes, a coach goes flying over the scores table, apparently two inches from me. I didn't see that. <laughs> you were locked in, brother. Nothing uh, was stopping and you. And then I couldn't see job. the Sosa pick up the chair. Obviously, I've seen it since then. That's what crossed the line. Okay, the fists... Bad. One game suspension, maybe two. The shoving, one game suspension. The chair, you can argue that's a season-ending suspension. Even if you don't use it. That's because like, that is intent. And it had Jordan Henriquez and uh, Jaren Howard not been there, he would have hit somebody with yeah. it. Yeah. What remains unclear is what happened when James Love fell to into the stands. There's like risers at that end. What happened to him, he was out of sight at that point, but two or three Kansas players surround him, and people have said he was stomped. Um, There's one angle that came out last night from a, a KU fan that was down there that seems to show one player stomping. It's like there's one angle that looks like he stomps. There's another angle that looks like he's trying to kind of step into the fight and it's an accident. Like I don't, I don't really know what. There are also reports that David McCormick that. might have thrown the first punch of the melee, but he was behind, like where you were filming. He was behind Sloan and them. Um, what we do believe is the most penalized here will be Silvio De Sosa, naturally, and James Love. Which who cares? I mean, yeah. he's not going to play anyways. Yeah, seems like a. Look, suspension, you know. You know what? Whatever happens to him doesn't even compare to the penalty K State's taken by having him fill a scholarship for three years. Yeah, I mean, no, no crap. I mean, this is this is uh, made it a no doubter about his departure. And and I would say probably David McCormick will be suspended, and Antonio Gordon will be suspended. No more than two games, though, probably. Yeah, I would bet both. Here's a, so James Love. Look, I don't think they're going to kick him off the team because he didn't do. He, he didn't land a punch. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't pick up the chair. He clearly escalated, though. But he is clearly the in the most wrong out of K State here because if he hadn't jumped in there, I think it would have just slowly simmered down. It's on one hand, I'm thinking like. Hey, at least James Love still gives a damn enough to fight for his team. On the other hand, I'm like, wow, a walk or a walk, but a, a guy that doesn't play is the one out here that's that's getting into it, and you're going to be the cause of whatever suspensions come of this. I was intrigued by this. It's a newcomer, a freshman on the floor, and it was a freshman and a junior college transfer, also newcomers Love that it. came to his aid. You know, as bad as everything was, just the the thought of that, you know, at what took place after that was out of hand. But Or maybe you credit the reason that the upperclassmen weren't involved was they were smart enough not to be involved. Also so I don't fair. know. 
Um, it was a mess. There's there's enough fault and blame to be passed around to both teams. You can question what the igniting factor was, but I will push back on Dejuan Gordon causing the entire fight because he made a basketball play, even if it is against basketball etiquette to try to steal that ball. He got what he deserved by getting his shot blocked. That's where it should have all ended. I mean, at that point, if Silvio de Sosa says, yeah, and maybe even looks at him for a split second and turns around and struts off and the KU fans go wild because Dejuan Gordon is on a, in a heap on the floor and that's kind of symbolic of what turned out to be a, just a total blowout, that, nothing happens, man. But the second he stood over him and it wasn't a split second, he stood there almost challenging him. That's when all hell breaks loose. From Wizard six two nine four, you kind of answered this: Is Dejuan Gordon in the wrong for stealing the ball down twenty two? I was always taught you play until the whistle. It's not playing until the whistle. Playing until the whistle is it's a football game, and you're down by not you're down by eight, and you kicked an onside kick, you didn't get it, and so you're going to try to, you know, you're going to still play. You're going to hit guys. You're going to you know go to the end of the whistle, or hey, the play is going out of bounds. I'm going to drive them into the ground because I'm already engaged. That's playing until the whistle. I get it. Yes, there was time on the clock. Yes, you don't want to give in and say you quit. You were down by 21 points. And this is the same team in the same arena that a couple months ago, Monmouth thought they needed to go steal the ball and dunk it on at the end. Let's say that nobody goes and blocks that shot and Dejuan Gordon gets the layup. Woo! It's a 19-point loss now. I know it would have been 20 because of the technical. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a 20-point loss. I get why some people are saying, hey, I'm happy he played to the whistle, but I'm not. It's probably a freshman mistake he won't make again, but this is one of those situations where he just should have stood there. and He's played basketball before. This has happened before. Come on, man. And I seem to remember it was okay when Brandon Green did the same thing to K-State. Yeah. Went down and dunked or late in the game when it was meaningless. Look, you play to the whistle if you've got something to do with it. Right. If you're down by two, yeah, you play to the whistle. If you can get possession of the ball and have a you know, game winning snap of the ball, you jump over the line and try to snip snap steal the snap or swat the ball away from the quarterback like Dante Barnett did in the uh, Bowl was it? Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl. I mean, you try to make a game-winning play. This had no... It just changes the score of a blowout. He shouldn't have done it. Well, I'll accept that. He shouldn't have done it, but in the big scope of things, it's not outside of the game of basketball. This isn't the first time. It's not unheard of. Quit acting like this never happens. It happens, and it's always ill-advised, and I guarantee you he will never do it again. Oh, yeah. Like I said, fresh, something a freshman does. If he's, it was Cartier Jada, he wouldn't have done it. And he's probably never really now been Cartier in that. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably never been in that situation. He, you know, he's off an elite team. He's player of the year in Chicago. He's probably never been smoked like that. And I know he's never been in an environment on the road like that. So it was all so new, and he did something stupid. That stupid I accept. 
because he got what he deserved in having his shot blocked. I have no problem with that. I thought that was kind of funny. It was kind of symbolic of the entire evening. Hey, we're going to make a big play. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. And then that's when it went off the rails. From Randolph the Iguana, if I walk up to someone on the street and grab a chair and hold it above my head like I'm about to hit that person with it, aren't I going to jail whether I swing it or not? I would think so. It's a lot like the uh, uh, Odell Beckham thing at the national championship. If I walked out and smacked a Riley County police officer in the butt right now, I would be going to jail. So I don't understand how Silvio D'Souza is going to get away with all of this stuff. I He's going to get a five-game suspension, probably. And that's it. And this is a guy you stuck your neck out for in NCAA trials, in court of law, whatever. You went tooth and nail to fight for a guy that's playing, what, eight minutes a game? And now here's how he repays you, is picking up a stool. If I was Bill Self, Silvio D'Souza would have already been dismissed from my program. It's done. Yeah. You're not worth it, kid. And I'm not necessarily criticizing him yet for that because I think it could be coming. I think Bill Self is waiting until the Big 12 rules on things, and I think he might try to hit. He was very upset in the postgame. Bill Self was very upset. Because you have done so much for this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's take, for example, you're in a bar fight, something that's happened to the iguana guy quite a bit, I'm sure. (laughs) He seems like a bar fight kind of cat. You pick up a bottle off a table and and hold it like you're going to strike someone. You're in deep crap at that point. And I, I don't know how it'll be adjudicated, but I would say this. That is criminal. I mean, that's... I, I don't... Nothing will come of it, but why? In real life, if you pick up a chair and threaten to hit people... You're probably going to have ramifications with the legal system. Here, the police were like, I don't even know what's going on with the police. The vision of the cheerleader holding back the cop will forever (laughs) be ingrained in my head as... I feel so bad for that cheerleader. I think he thought he was boxing out a player or somebody, and he was boxing out a cop. Well, the cops seem fine with it. Okay, I can't get around you. I can't do anything about this. These guys are big. I don't know. What a mess. From the Ginth, does D'Souza get suspended with or without pay? <laughs> Somebody said that on a game broadcast last night. Oh, One of the ESPN commentators. Oh, no. It's not good. Like I said, he's he's probably going to be suspended a lengthy amount of time, if not kicked off the team. Bill Self strikes me as a guy that has little patience for this. Shout out to Jay Heydrich for admonishing James Love for wearing white pants after Labor Day. <laughs> he also proved that no matter how cool you think you are, if you're wearing pants that are too far down your hips and you're not wearing a belt, you're going to end up looking like a dork. Put a belt on, young man. Your butt was basically hanging out during a brawl. You don't want to go to a brawl and have your butt showing. He had his undershirt on, so yeah, I'm being dramatic, But still, it was just a bad look. I think Silvio de Sosa showed his true colors. Oh, absolutely. That's I not think, something you do on the spur of a moment. Because it, at that point, he was kind of out of it. 
That was one of the saving graces. At this point, James Love's fallen to the right, and people are surrounding him, and, and K-State players are being pushed back. You watch, there was actually some containment there by a, a security guy doing a pretty good job of getting Levi Stockard and David Sloan back. And, um, you know, Levi was actually trying to get in there to help get James off the ground, but they got him back. And now DeSosa's off to the other side just kind of by himself. I'll pick up a stool. I'm back in this game. Jarence Howard out of nowhere. No! Whatever thought Jarence Howard would be the guy that prevailed with true shining colors and... Cat-like quickness. Hero to the rescue. Not a guy that strikes me to have the cat-like reactions. <laughs> but so be it. From KNED, what will this do for team chemistry one way or the other? I can see both sides of it, to be honest with you. I don't think this will have much of an effect. I think they'll... You know, if they've got a couple players suspended, they'll sit them out for Alabama, and they'll come back and just go on with their business. Honestly, how can we tell? How can we tell what impact it has? Because they've had bad chemistry, and then they beat West Virginia, and they appeared to have good chemistry, and they were just dysfunctional. I don't think you can blame chemistry at all with what happened in Lawrence. I think they were just bad. Yeah, they were overmatched. KU's really good. Well, they're overmatched by everything. Yeah. You know, it's, the K-State teams just pee down their leg in, in Allen Fieldhouse. That was... Strong history of that. I saw someone try to take a dig at Frank. Uh, you know, oh, we won't have the Frank Martin yeah. horrible start to the game. Okay, well, that was Frank multiplied by 10. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Look, I made a decision last night for the first time in a long time. I wasn't going to go to Lawrence. Um, and I sent the boys over. Because we don't get a courtside seat. And... You can't really see anything from the rafters. So I decided I was going to stay home. And for 59 minutes and 59 seconds of game time, it was just like every other game that I've seen in that building. And then, look, let's be honest. Even if I had gone, you would have been in the courtside seat because you're the yeah. B-rider. I wouldn't, if I had been, I would have dropped my phone. I would have, I would be still... I would have you would have been in the fight fits and and I mean this is a not dig you are clearly a bigger individual than I am and I was very close cuz I was shoved up against the table my knee was in the pathway I it's a now looking back it's a miracle nobody ran into me there's not that much room between the the table and the standard look you know me I I probably would have you know sir at some point when the crowd's close on you kind of shove back if I had an angle, I would have gone to save the the uh, service animal, the poor dog that was caught in the. Melee. I didn't even know that thing was there. <laughs> I had no idea. Man, this was the handicap section. This is so bad. I'm. I hope we don't know this. I hope nobody was injured. Bill Self said it sounds like everybody's okay. He talked. Oh. He talked to people. And, yeah, the last video I saw last night from the KU student section or nearby fans. There's the good boy standing right behind the goal, wagging his tail like, what's going on? I think, the getting back to the question about team chemistry, I think the only way this has a negative effect on K-State is if, and I'm not saying they're going to, but if the coaches just come out and just rip them for it, you know? I mean, just, just lay into them, punish them, and then at that point, you've got players maybe saying, to hell with this. We're one in five and we're getting punished for this. It's a tough line that these coaches have to walk now. They have to make it clear this is unacceptable while wink wink way to stand up for your brother. Which is why I'm very which is why I'm not one sided on this argument. 
Everybody out here is like, I'm so offended for the sport, or I can't believe KU would do this, or I can't believe K-State threw the first shove. I don't care, man. You both were idiots last night. There's not one person in that fight that said that you can tell me has a good argument for fighting. That's not, you don't do that. I didn't see one player in uniform or not, in this case, trying to de-escalate. I saw no. them all pouring gasoline on it. Now, maybe Levi Stockard. I can't quite tell what Levi was doing. Oh, by the way, McCall Maywean tried to jump the media table between Greg Woods and Ryan Black, and someone pulled him off. He got halfway up the media table and gets yanked backwards. He was going to go flying into the pile and step on a bunch of laptops in the process. Man. Guys are finding a way to contribute for the first time this season. It's like Greg Woods texted me after the game. He said, uh, how happy is McCall Maywean that this happened so it overshadows how miserably bad he was tonight. (laughs) God, he was horrible. Yeah, who would have thought? K-State plays at KU and James Love III steals the headlines. In pants! In white pants (laughs) and a black shirt. And glasses. That's what threw me off. How did he keep his glasses on? I don't know. Boy, some etiquette was broken. He went into a fight with glasses, and people swung at him with glasses. What is going on to this society? What? Stop it, folks. Last question of the fight half from Randolph the Iguana. How bad did the officials screw up by not stopping things after the stare down? Yeah. I, I, I think the officials were like, game over, let's get out of here. They they neglected. Right there, the official under the basket should have cleared off to Sosa said get out of here go and everything's over I, I I need to go back and and honestly look at the scoreboard and when the light goes off when the ball goes off it touches bringing those teams back out for one second is shameful it's shameful I mean I know what the rules intended to do but come on there's there's safety involved there's just sense involved and and the fact that it was communicated that the only players ejected were those that came off the bench. DeSosa got a technical for standing over Dejuan Gordon, but didn't receive a technical for throwing punches or picking up a chair to club someone, possibly with great effect. He wasn't punished by the officials for that at all. In fact, I, I can't get a clear answer if he was back on the court at the end of the game. I suspect Bill Self didn't bring him out, but he was eligible to play. Wrap your mind around that. Yeah, the Big 12 officials skunk this one up big time, which they tend to do. But um, I, bringing them back out for because a split second was on the clock. A split second. Clear the teams off the court. Let's get out of here. Not make it worse. I mean, what happens if K-State inbounds the ball and shoots it? I mean, I'm sure Bruce Weber made it very clear not to do that. <laughs> but, yeah. Not Bill good. Self, Bill Self has suspended Silvio Sousa indefinitely pending the final outcome of the review by KU in the Big 12 Conference. That's a good move. And definitely will be one game. I disagree. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> okay, Sorry. If it was the off-season, boy, would he be indefinitely suspended. (laughs) Until further review. Until further review. Can I just... You're going to miss one game. I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to say it at the risk of 
catching some flack, but I saw someone post on the board, so I just want to address it here. I love Bruce Weber. I think Bruce Weber had a mindset of avoiding conflict last night. He couldn't have handled the post-game press conference worse. Bill Self did the handled it the exact way you're supposed to. You come in, you say, I don't know exactly what happened. I need to see the video until I can make further decisions. However, I'm upset that we were a part of it. We were at equal fault, blah, 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 blah. You take as much ownership without admitting complete fault. Bruce Weber came in, said, I don't know, I didn't see it, and then went on into his opening statement about the game. Nobody cared about the game, Bruce. Again, I understand his thinking probably was, if I go in there and make a definitive comment, I'm probably going to get myself into some trouble. I'm going to say something that isn't true, whatever. And if that's his mindset, I understand it. But just sometimes just give the PR answer, man. That's where he's really weak. And give the he doesn't, PR. He doesn't not understand the PR answer. He, he doesn't. To a fault and to his credit. You know, sometimes he'll... You know, in the past, he's made up excuses that were horrible optics. And this year, he's been really blunt, which you can also see bad optics in that. As media, we love it. But yeah, say, look, he knew something went on. He acted like he didn't know anything went on. Granted, he's walking away and shaking hands. So he literally has his back turned when it all breaks loose. I get that. But you can see him bear-hugging Dejuan Gordon on the sideline at one point. How Dejuan got from on his back under the goal to over to the sideline, I'm not sure. But there he is, and Bruce is basically shoving him out towards the locker room like, we can't get you suspended. So he knew something was going on. But, yeah, it's just, say, you know, we're saddened that we were part of this. We will investigate it, blah, blah, blah. Saying stuff without saying stuff instead of just not saying stuff. Bingo. And speaking of saying stuff without saying stuff, we'll be back after this. We are going to talk about, in the second half of this podcast, Wichita native Xavier Kelly and his future in college football as he transfers as a graduate student out of Clemson. Will he end up at Kansas State? That's coming up on the Powercat Questions Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Stay locked in. The Powercat Podcast will be right back. So I'm a father of what? I got to find a babysitter. I found Karen.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your child care necessities, check out Care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your child care needs. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Questions podcast sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor here in Manhattan, Kansas. Tim Fitzgerald Rally Gates at Zach Carlson here in the WTC gig-powered studios. And if you missed out, uh, if you opted not to watch the game last night, as many K-Staters did, you know I've always said it looks like pro wrestling. You kind of know what's going to happen. Although you and know, a chair gets involved, and then a chair got involved, so it really did become pro wrestling. I love the tweets that said, "By God, that's Silvio D'Souza's music." <laughs> Man, what a what a mess! And Lawrence, wow! Just when the season seemed really weird, K State's bad. K State's bad. K State bad. K State kicks West Virginia's ass. Will they win in Lawrence? No, probably not. But what if they play good? They get their ass kicked. Oh, and then there's a fight. Yeah, I told Fritch is that I have not gone to Lawrence, but I think one time where something didn't happen. The speed travel. Oh, yeah. The Barry Brown ridiculous shot uh, where Bruce Weber kind of threw him under the bus. I mean. You deserve that. Every, uh, ask Fran Frischilla about it. I guess that was kind of the same year as, as Svee, I think. But yeah. goodness, man. Goodness. That place is ridiculous when I go. I just got to stop going so K-State can lose in peace. I thought the Ask Fran was here. No. That was there? Because he took off towards the doors. That way nobody could ask him about it. And And credit to our colleague John Kurtz, who did indeed ask Fran. (laughs) (laughs) Good follow-up by getting Fran Frischilla on for a quick uh, hit. I don't know if he's probably playing on the show today, his radio show, but... Uh, was able to put it on social media. I haven't listened to it all, but he, uh, Fran was really good on it. Really, really good. So, good job, Kurtz. Here we go. We're sponsored by The Fridge. This segment's sponsored by The High-Low, also in Aggieville. Make sure you stop in The High-Low. I need to get in there to see if it's de-Christmased yet. I don't think it is. I saw some pictures of some people that were in there this week. Interesting. I don't think they want to undo it because it was so massively done. I hope they keep it. I, I, I hope they listen to this podcast and they heard us talk about it that one time. Just keep it. I think it's cool. Keep it and maybe morph it into Valentine's Day. I don't know. Yeah. It'll just be the Christmas bar year round. I don't. Uh, is that going to work in Manhattan, Kansas? Oh, I don't know. It's never been tried. I know what they do well. They do pizza. AJ's Pizza served at the High Low, best pizza in town. It is so good. Boy, guys, we're overdue for that stuff. And their burgers are really good too. Mm mm mm. It's tasty, just like this podcast. Questions from All Bass Station. Zach, you're up. From KSU number one, what are your thoughts on Xavier Kelly transferring from Clemson? Can I flex real quick? I'm in. What? I called this. When you were 15? When I was younger and Xavier Kelly decommitted, committed to Clemson, I was telling people because I thought I was so smart because I would read message boards and things like that. I was telling all my friends and everybody, I was like, this kid's going to transfer after he doesn't play at Clemson that much, and he'll come back to K-State. Now, I didn't. But it felt like that from the very start. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that. I was just trying to flex and be cool, but I was kind of I got news for you. You weren't the only one saying it. But uh, it has played out like that. He didn't really crack the field. He was just kind of a, a role player. He was their boom Massey. Yeah. 
he just would play a little bit. They moved him. I didn't know this until Ryan Wallace let us know. They put on weight and moved him to D-tackle this season. Wow. Man, I, I don't know how he carries that weight, but... How convenient for Kansas State. Who needs defensive tackles. Yeah, so that's very intriguing. Um, the question immediately came up, would K-State take him? Hell yes. If they have a scholarship available and the count works out, yes, they would take him. Is this uh, bad optics to let him come running home? No. It's great optics. See what Xavier did? He went to play for Clemson, and he was the kid from out of state trying to play on a southern team, and he got shoved to the back of the line. Now, never mind that a kid from Kansas City, Isaiah Simmons, was a superstar <laughs> yeah. for him, but let's, let's not details, talk about that. Details. Um, and if you'd, honestly, if you'd asked me, I would have picked Kelly as the star, not Simmons, but so be it. This is a good sales point. Look what happened to X. Look what happened to him. He was a he was all that. He was a four star. He was committed to K State. Swapped it out to go play for Brent Venables at Clemson. Seemed like a no brainer, unless you want to play college football, and your better bet had been staying at Kansas State. But who knows? Maybe he didn't want to play for Coach Snyder. Maybe that wasn't what he wanted. Maybe it seemed more fun under Dabo and and Brent and he got two rings. Clemson. He did get a couple rings. Now will he come home? I would guess yes, Riley. Obviously, it's very early in the recruiting process. This is the only plausible thing to me, right? If you're not going to play, <clears throat> go play for a winning team. You're playing for Clemson. Clemson's going to be in the college football playoff again next year. You could have stayed at Clemson. You could have won another national championship ring, potentially, and and been what you were for your whole career. Or you can leave, go somewhere you're going to play. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go somewhere you're not somewhere you're going to play that isn't all that good and is kind of middle of the pack? Well, there's tons of schools out there, but what kind of stands out among all of them? Come home. Yeah. So that's the edge that K-State has. I don't know enough about it. Ryan Wallace is way more uh, educated on this matter than we are, and I know he's been doing a whole lot of work into digging into this. I mean, he said uh, it's a pretty quiet camp right now, and but he did drop some interesting notes on Wabash Station about there being a little bit of mutual interest. So we'll kind of see how it how it unfolds here. But until some other school pops up, and I'm I'm sure that other schools have contacted him obviously but well Xavier's camp if you want to call it that his circle of people are being very quiet right which has made this intriguing and so i mean until another school pops up as a front runner or he starts to we start to hear other rumblings i mean i don't think you have any reason to believe K-State doesn't stand as good of a chance as any other team in the country i mean that's just kind of where i'm at look maybe the problem here is he still has nfl aspirations or the motivation i should say not problem he has nfl aspirations and knows that xavier kelly as a defensive tackle at clemson isn't going to be seen isn't going to really be put into the limelight enough to get an invite to a combine or any of that. Maybe he didn't want to be a defensive tackle. Maybe that's the motivation. Maybe he's like, okay, I'll do it, coach. And then he's like, this sucks. I don't want to be 300 pounds. I'm a 280-pound defensive end. What he is, he's a three-technique, excuse me, a three-man front defensive end. He would have been great in Baylor's defense, I would say. You know, those... 280-pound defensive ends. So I I don't know what he'll do. Maybe he'll fit. 
um, at K-State. Maybe he wants to be a D-tackle. Maybe he wants to shed the weight and be a D-end. I still say you take him, even if it's D-end. You, you just I'm the opposite of someone who posts on the board. You have to take him for the optics. You need him so you can score points with future recruits that are saying, hey, I got this offer from Oklahoma or so-and-so. Look, you're going to be a guy here. You're an in-state kid. You have value. You have worth. You have name recognition amongst the fan base. You'll be loved and cherished. Or you can go out of state and be the out-of-state kid. It might work out. Good luck. Your good player might work out. Or you just get trapped in traffic, and their in-state kids get the first look to be the starter. I think they got to do it. And that's why you take them, even though if you're the second choice. Who cares? Right. I could see him going to Oklahoma State, Wichita kid, two hours away, similar. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a could be similar situation. But yeah, you know, you know who would win that battle then? Joe Bob Clemens. Yeah. Yikes. <sighs> that will hurt. <laughs> From Powercat Ryan, does we get into basketball questions now again? We talked about Xavier Kelly. Now we go back to basketball. Powercat Ryan, does Dejuan Gordon feel like? Jacob Pullen without Michael Beasley and Bill Walker to lean on for scoring and Clint Stewart for the leadership. He's got the dog mindset. The, I don't care that I'm a freshman. I don't care that somebody might be better than me. I'm going to take it upon me and I'm going to make it happen. And I love that about him. That's, that's what probably got him Chicago player of the year. Um, and that's, that's kind of what Pullen had, you know, I mean, Beasley was the spotlight. Bill Walker was right there, and yet Jacob Pullen didn't say, well, I'm going to hide in the shadows until I'm a junior or so, and, and then I'll step up. No, Jake stepped up as a freshman. Uh, you know, obviously scored 20 against uh, against KU that night. So, I mean, I, I like the comparison from that. I don't know if... I don't know if Dejuan will ever command the team in the sense that Jake did, and I think that's a lot due to the fact that Dejuan's never going to play point guard. I mean, your point guard kind of commands a lot of control um, of the, of the offense. So I don't know if he'll ever have that mindset, but overall as a player, um, as a guy that gets after it and, and wants to lead the team, I think that's absolutely a fair comparison. And um, the way that he stepped up in big 12 play shows that he's not afraid. I love him. You know, last night aside to the end of the game antics, he is a fighter, a scrapper, if you want to use the word fighter in this situation. He's a scrapper, and he he wants to win. He's not accepting what he's seeing on the court. He's stepping into a leadership role as a freshman. You just don't see that that often. And it has caused some tension maybe in the locker room, but I think now players are more accepting of it because he's got the, uh, he's got the bank to cash those checks. Yeah, he's a he's a player, man. Now, he isn't everything some people thought he was. There were some people that thought he'd come in and be Jacob Pullen as a junior, as a freshman. <laughs> you know, that, that's not going to happen. But any kid who has a freshman, and this goes for Barry Brown before him, who steps up and says, Coach, I want to be the stopper on defense. I like that kid. And he's done that. And he wants to be the stopper. He may not have all the tools yet to do so, but he's going to get really smart and wise with how he defends and become really good. And now he's beginning to stroke the ball better. Again, 
it was the newcomers who were initially involved in the melee, the fracas. What other good words can we use? The tussle. A lot of people have been comparing it to the malice in the palace, and I just don't think that's... No. Oh. I... I just said that those guys were at the forefront of it, like, we're going to stand up for ourselves. While it ended up being a bad situation, there's a hint of good in it. Yeah, we're going to stand up here. So we'll see how this all takes place. But, yeah, I, I, he's, I see what you're saying. He's a different player than Jake Pullen, but he's got that attitude. He will be the guy who says, I'm not going to the NIT at some point in his career. Let me tell you this. When Nigel Pack gets settled in and used to college basketball, boom. There you go. There's your Michael and Bill, except guys that are going to stick around for more than one year. Because right. Nigel has that mindset. From CFID, with Bruce going hard after two more recruits, who leaves after this year? I think it's fair to say James Love is gone. Well, I think it's fair to say, even before that, Love and Chad were probably out the door. Um, I, I'm surprised it's two more. I really am, because there are three juniors on this team who are seeing action in Mike McGurl, Levi Stockard, and Cartier Jada. What's up with Mike McGurl? A three-game concussion? I don't want to underestimate concussions. I mean, I... Well, I've never had one. Since I heard it, Bruce say on a pregame show that he walked around with it a couple of days before telling the trainers, if it's a three-game concussion, he would have been in bad shape for two days. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm having problems believing this is all concussion. Maybe it is. Um, I'm struggling to come up with a concrete decision of what might be the case. But what I am feeling very comfortable with saying is I think there's a little something up. That's all. I will say out of those three, I think Levi Stockard will be back. I think he's proven himself this year. Yeah, he's he's stepped up, and and I credit him for that. He, he's showing some signs of leadership, a little bit more passion. He's got a, obviously got a ceiling a lot lower than what we expected when he came in, but he's not Wally Judge. I mean, he's finally playing hard and... Oh, Wally Judge. So sad. Wally Judge was my favorite player. He could have been so good. So we'll see how it plays out. But I've said this. I've given you this math before. There are four newcomers playing this year. They brought in the UTEP transfer. So that's five. Who I didn't see in the fight last night, by the way. He probably didn't travel to it. He was there. He was there. Well, good for him. I didn't go back and watch the video again. Um, And they have uh, four signees already for next year. So that's nine, and add two more. That's 11 of your 13 scholarships will be one year or less in the program. That's a complete overhaul. After last night, I bet she feels good about that decision. Yeah. From Infected Testicle, did the men's basketball team finally click, or was the West Virginia game a fluke? I'm in between. Okay? It wasn't a total fluke because that it takes talent to shoot what they fifty two percent or whatever fifty nine percent from the field, and it takes talent to break the West Virginia press. It takes talent to do everything that they did on that floor, and they clearly had a game plan, and they executed that game plan, and they played with confidence. These aren't scrubs that I mean, like some of them, yes, don't necessarily belong at this level, but like Cartier Jada finally got back on track. We knew he could do that. 
we saw these players step up. So it wasn't a total fluke in the sense that these guys don't deserve to play like that. It was a fluke in the sense that they played like that, and then now I don't know if they can ever do it again. You know? We can't expect them to do that again. We can expect what we saw at KU. Why can we expect that more? Because that's of the sample size we have, that's what we've seen. So... I, I'm tending. I'm, I'm leaning more towards saying that they're they're closer to what they did at KU last night than to what they did against West Virginia, but they're not as far away as they have been in some games. It happened. Just the fact that it happened is good for this team. They saw a reward for their efforts. They saw the level at which they are capable of playing, even if it was a night where they just hit a lot of shots. But they hit a lot of shots. And I contend this, and I'll go to my grave saying this, because Bruce let them run. Yeah. They broke down the West Virginia defense. They attacked it. They got to the basket, and they dunked the ball about eight times. Well, you dunk the ball about eight times, and you make them all. That's always a question with this team. That's going to skyrocket your shooting percentage right there. You're eight for eight within an inch of the basket. So that helps, but it also builds your confidence because you're scoring. You've got you're not stuck on the same number for three, five, seven minutes like this team tends to do. It seems to relax them. He's got to let them run. Now, last night against Kansas, that whole thing was dysfunctional and very familiar. But against West Virginia, you saw a team that really has some elements to it that are very promising. So we'll we'll see if this can be replicated. But they're really in a bad stretch of their schedule. I mean, the fact they did it against West Virginia, one of the better teams of the Big 12, is very notable. Very notable. And oh, by the way, you get a turnaround and go to Lawrence. Get your teeth kicked in. And then you got to step out of conference and play Alabama, which is a pretty good team this year. They're hot. And as it turns out, you might be shorthanded because if you have two suspensions, take it in that game. Just be over with it. Uh, if it's one-game suspensions, just get them out of the way and get back to playing with full strength in the conference. They need to get to the games that they get and really win in this conference. They still haven't played Oklahoma State or Iowa State. That's four games on the schedule that are very winnable. They still have Texas coming in. It's very winnable. They... They still get to go to Iowa, or excuse me, to uh, TCU, which I think is going to come back down to earth a little bit. And Oklahoma still has to come in, which I'm kind of torn on whether Oklahoma's good or not. Yeah, I mean they played Baylor close the other day, or yeah. somebody close. They kind of, yeah, it was Baylor. Yeah, it was Baylor. Baylor yeah. They made it close at the very end. They've got three, a couple three point shooters that can close up a game. But what I'm saying is, there's this conference is bottom week this year. Usually it's so tough all the way to the bottom. Not this year. There's a lot of winnable games for a team like Kansas State remaining on the schedule. And there were games, honestly, before the West Virginia game, I didn't think they were going to be able to win because they had played so poorly. How could you believe you can win games when you're losing everything in the final minutes of the game? You're blowing leads. You're doing stupid things. You're turning the ball over, and you're you're losing. West Virginia showed them that they can do it, and I think they'll do it more often. Uh, I remember we said four or five wins. Will they get over that? I think they will now. Uh, Just because of that West Virginia game. Because of that. They know they can. And Bruce knows the formula. It's David Sloan on the floor and lean on the freshman to go with Cartier Jada and Xavier Sneed and rotate Levi Stockard and McCall Moline to get whatever you can get out of them. 
Last question on the podcast from Wizard6294. Does winning alleviate some of Cardi's attitude problems? I think at times. What was his body language last night? It was fine. I think Um, he's kind of After he got his confidence back. Yeah, he got shook. Here's the thing. Cardi Jada didn't do himself any favors by dunking the ball as the team. So the teams were going to the locker rooms. That's when KU sings their alma mater. So they've got the cheerleaders out on the floor. They're all lined up to sway back and forth while they sing alma mater. And Cartier Jada dribbles right through them, dunks the ball in front of all the KU fans, waves to the crowd. I'm not criticizing him for it. I think it's kind of funny. Ballsy. I love it. It's rivalry. Then you better not airball a three-pointer. Well, and then we get shook. Yeah. that's That was my problem. He was clearly shook by the constant airball chance. Yeah. That's how fragile your confidence is. Well, no wonder you don't shoot consistently. Yeah. I mean, you might have the look of a confident shooter, but if it's not going on between the ears, you're not going to be good as a shooter. If you're a real shooter, it doesn't matter if you airballed by three feet on the last shot. The last one, that's a laser, man. You're putting it through the hoop. That's what good shooters do. He's just, he, he's got a lot of false confidence. That was exposed. I hope he's come back to earth because I think he was kind of in the stratosphere with, I'm the guy. It's my team. And it has turned out not to be that way. But hopefully West Virginia showed him that if we all work together, we can do stuff. If it's not about me and I've got to be the leader, then it all clicks. I don't know. We'll find out. K-State at Alabama on Saturday. What's up the next big mini Monday on the following Monday? Hmm. You're going to put me on the spot like that, are yeah. you? Frankly, I don't even... I, I wish I could better. get Google to load the basketball calendar into my phone. It's on That'd my desktop nice. calendar, but not my phone. It won't go into my they phone. They got Alabama on Saturday at 5 p.m. and then on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Wait, six, seven, eight. Yeah. On Wednesday, they'll host Oklahoma at 7 p.m. And then they go to West Virginia. Yes. Ouch. And then the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. And they then... do. I didn't know about that. <laughs> and then the mini Mondays after that. Baylor. So they play West Virginia and Baylor in a three-day span. <laughs> At West Virginia, too. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, they almost beat Texas by 40. <laughs> Not easy. Not easy at all. Well, it's life in the Big 12, although it got out of hand last night in Allen Fieldhouse. Keep checking in at Go Power Cat. We will keep you apprised of everything going on with the suspensions, the ramifications, and all of the Kansas State sporting news. If you are not a subscriber, go click that join button. There's a great time to join Go Power Cat. Spring football is coming up. Basketball is coming down the home stretch, and we will be all over it. And oh, Riley might shoot some more videos. He's really good at that. You've been listening to the Power Cat Questions podcast presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.